0: Happy Thursday, everyone. So if you're joining me on the live stream, welcome. If you're joining me on the replay, also welcome. If you're joining me on the audio, welcome. No matter where you're joining me from, welcome. This is episode number 149. I know it might say 148 in the the flyer, but I had to flip-flop a couple days because I hurt myself, but I'm back in action now. So this is actually 149. Today we're going to be talking about blended families and spousal priorities. So I know some of your ears just perked up spousal priority like where's he going with this? But when I bring my guest on, we'll get into all that. If you are new to the channel, please like, please share. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe because help the channel grow. It's not for me. It's for you. We're going to share all this wonderful information and we want to have more people to share it with. And if you don't know who the hell I am, then the next one minute and 18 minutes is for you. starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what, like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your worth. I know, longest intro of a podcast ever, but damn it, I like it and I'm not changing it. All right, so for today's Teachable Moment, I want to share I had my first graduate of my Speak About Yourself Out Loud program. So what that program is for, if you have any type of fear of public speaking, or if you want to find find a more, I don't want to say more powerful. if you want to find power in your message, because everyone has a story, but not everybody tells it well. And that program goes. is broken up into four modules, and I help you find the power in your story. Because it's one thing to just tell someone what happened to you. It's another thing to pluck out the life lessons and turn it into an inspirational message that you can now use it to write. If you want to write a book or if you want to do a blog, you can write for magazines. You can do a podcast, you can become a speaker. Like there's so many different ways that you can leave your stamp on this world. And you don't have to learn anything else because they're your life stories. I'm just teaching you how to find the power in them. And so I can't wait to share, to share Kurt's journey. Cause we spent about the last month working one-on-one, making sure I got all the bugs out of the program. And he read me his story yet yesterday, and it was it was amazing. Like it really, really was amazing. So Um, If you are interested in that, go to robertbfoster.com and schedule a 15-minute free call. It's not a sales call. I just want to talk to you, see what you got going on, and if it's right for you, then we'll talk about moving forward. If it's not right for you, then don't go to my website and don't contact me, okay? (laughs) All right, so now, we are going to be talking about families. So, let's see. My guest today, she is an author, obviously a mom. Seven, seven kids. Yeah, I got five kids. I thought I was cray cray, right? So she's got seven, but she has been a blended bonus family mom since 2013. Her blended family includes her husband, Thomas, two biological children, and five bonus children. I just have to pause at that. Five bonus children. We go. we don't get into that one. I am passionate about moms and families. I'm sorry, she is. <laughs> And she enjoys sharing experiences about blending, marriage, parenting, and business. She believes all families, blended or traditional, can beat the odds and weather the storms of marriage and family life. Let's get into this. Welcome, Nicole, to the show. Good morning. Good morning, how are you? I am well, how are you? I'm great. Great, where are you?
1: (laughs) I am in Texas.
0: Texas, I knew there was a Southern draw there.
1: Well, I'm not from Texas, so oh, I don't no. know if you're hearing that. I mean, it is a southern draw, there. About
0: to say, oh no, you have a southern draw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Texas?
1: I'm in Montgomery, Texas, so I'm I'm like 45 minutes from downtown Houston. Okay,
0: nice. See, I was supposed to go to Houston this year. We were, uh the transplant games. The uh, the world transplant games was supposed to be in Houston this past May, but because of the Rona, it got canceled. <laughs> you know, I was waiting to put on that Team USA jersey, because I, I qualified in the, the 2018 games, and so it was actually going to be here in the state, so now that I gotta wait till 2023, it's in Australia. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. for real.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, that Rona is messing up
0: everybody and everything. Yeah, it is. That's why, hey, what can you do, right? You got to right. just pull your pants up, tighten tight the tie, you know, fix the ponytail, and That's right. (laughs) got to keep it moving. Keep it moving. Absolutely. All right. So let's dive in. So let's get to know you a little bit better. So how how would you describe yourself when I say, who is Nicole?
1: (sighs) Nicole is uh, a go-getter. I'm nonstop. I'm always thinking. Um, Even when I'm relaxing, um, Mm. I'm always thinking, and I have to get control of that. Yeah. I am a visionary. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a grandmother. Um, uh, I'm just an all-around fun person. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I'm I'm down to earth. Um, I'm easy to talk to. I'm just me. I am who I am, and no one else.
0: So, is it possible to be a visionary and down to earth at the same time? Yes. Okay. It is. Take take me through it. I'm
1: curious. Um, you know, I don't pretend to be anyone else. Um, I, I see things, I go after it. I create things. Um, I'm a leader. Um, so I have to, I'm an entrepreneur. So I have to have a vision, um, for my team. Um, But I don't think that I'm better than anyone else because just like all that has been um, bestowed upon me, it can be taken away in any day and I don't take anything for granted. Um, I don't live beyond my means. I am blessed to be where I am and and with the things that I have. I know I have a lot um, on my shoulders and I don't take any of that for granted. I know I have a lot of eyes on me, Mm -hmm. and I am reminded of that every day. Um, And I try to give information um, and knowledge to people as much as I can, because what I have obtained over these years wasn't given to me. I had to bust my you-know-what for it um you know i can remember receiving food stamps at one time so and having a paycheck of seven dollars and i worked my way all the way up so it wasn't given to me so those people who say "Oh, she has money um it what it it is it, it, i worked for it <laughs> you know i you have what you built Yeah, I I bust my tail That means not sleeping until 9 a.m. or 12 o'clock We and our our family, anybody who sleeps past 8 o'clock We we tell them, oh, you ain't making no money You ain't doing nothing with your life (laughs) That's what we tell our kids Unless you're sick, mm -mm, that's not going down And under our household, you can't sleep past 8 Unless you're ill Love that, love
0: that all right, so how was, how was your upbringing?
1: My upbringing, um, well, I came, uh, my father um, has a milita- he's, was a military man. Yeah. My yeah. mother was a civilian. She worked for the government. So things were a little, a little strict, I managed to wiggle my way through. <laughs> I was a slick one. Let's say that I was a slick one, but I was a, a, a go-getter. <laughs> yeah. Always. Um, and I don't know where I really got that from. I didn't I was raised primarily by my mom. Um, so I lived with her most of my life. Um, except for when she was going to school, I stayed with my great aunt and my great uncle at a very young age. Yeah. Um But I've always been a hustler. And I know from the time that I have spent with my dad, he doesn't sit down. He is always moving. He's always working on something. He's always building something. My dad. Um, So he's always doing something. So I would assume that I I got my movement and my ability to just, just keep doing things from him. My mother, she... Well, both of them have done the same job for years that I didn't get that from them because I had so many jobs growing up. I, I can't even count. I couldn't even tell you how many jobs, <laughs> I, you know, I've never been afraid of change. Um, if, if something I didn't like it, something, Oh, I'm going to move to the next. I, I don't care what it is. Oh, I don't like this, this person on this job, or I think I can get 50 cent more here or, Whatever the case may be, I I'm all right, I'ma move. To the point that some of my friends they used to call me Tommy. And it was it was that bad. But I was not afraid to work. So no one ever called me lazy. That's for sure. That was a name that I did not get. Yeah. Um, I always had a job and it was probably sometimes two jobs. And at one time I can remember having three jobs. Um, so I always had money. Um, so I wasn't scared to work. Um, I was indecisive about my career path. So I never thought I was going to go into business. Um, when I graduated, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I didn't go straight to college. (laughs) (laughs) My mom didn't talk to me. About college and you know, guidance counselors back then they they weren't as direct as they are now with bringing in all the colleges for career fairs and all of that great stuff that they have access to now in schools. Yep. And nor did I seek it out. um I was doing my own thing. Um, <laughs> I'm on my own grind, right. right? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna get this money and i don't know what's gonna happen after that that's how i was um and the only reason why i did go to a little um trade school is because i got a phone call out of the blue i must have filled out one of those little cards Mm -hmm. and someone called me and i went to boyd's school of travel and business and i did not take up business i wanted to travel the world and see some things (laughs) it wasn't like i hadn't already traveled because my Dad was in the military. My mom was a civilian, so when she went places, she would, you know, take me sometimes. And but I just wanted to travel on my own. But when I got finished, they didn't have any jobs for me. I didn't have any experience, so I just was like, okay, on to the next. What else can I do? I was just looking for a quick fix, um, and I just kept on looking for those quick fixes and trying to make some dollars and from one career to the next career. And but medical seemed to be my niche. Okay. And that's where I fell in love with helping people and doing things and I just climbed the ladder from there and there. And eventually I decided to go to school.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that
1: that ladder
0: climbing. So like how how did you differentiate yourself from everyone else?
1: Um, Well, at first, I I really didn't take it too seriously. I was falling asleep in class (laughs) Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and um, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I remember I took um, CNA, GNA classes. I liked that, but the work that came along with it was um, very tiring I worked in the field for a couple of years and then I got into the like the admin, the clerical side of it. Um, I was um like a medical receptionist, um, those type of jobs, front desk type jobs. Yeah. And but I picked up everything so fast. So then I got into some referral coordination and some credentialing, and I just grew my portfolio like I uh, just picked up everything, everything that I could do in the medical field that didn't require me to have any type of degree. I could do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I saw someone doing something, okay, I'm like, well, "What you doing over there?" Like, hey, come on, let's learn this. And I did. I learned everything that I possibly could learn. If if it wasn't giving someone a needle, which I am definitely terrified of needles, <laughs> because <laughs> they're like, "Are you gonna pass out?" And I'm like, mm, "Maybe close to it." Um. You know, I I just wanted to learn. I just had a real thirst for knowledge, but I was just this whole school thing. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. And I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I'm like, just dreaded picking something that I was going to be stuck in for years and making the wrong decision. That's what I was really afraid of.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, it just took me a while so i would just take course after course and then i decided okay after being in the medical field if i wanted to i really wanted to do nursing but again that whole needle thing was just mm-mm, I couldn't... <laughs>
0: there's a lot of that in nursing
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and when i and i examined the nursing program a lot and when they told me that you know you would have to use each other as guinea pigs i'm like oh heavens. <laughs> <so." laughs> We are not doing that. And then the orange thing, I'm like, Mm-mm, we're not doing that. So then I went the business route. I'm like, okay, this is safe. You can do this anywhere. I'll have a degree, and I'm good. Yeah. So that's that's when I started getting serious, kind of. And then, <laughs> of. <laughs> you know, so, life just started happening.
0: Yeah. So so you said you don't you don't have a degree?
1: I do. I actually actually really got serious um, when I went to grad school. So the whole undergrad thing was like a rocky road because kids and online and everything. So undergrad is is business administration. My master's is in human service. Now, when I got into the master's program, I had two kids. Um, I had to send my youngest son to stay with my mom for a while because I was like laser focused in grad school. I'm like, nothing or no one is going to stop me. I was on a mission. I had no idea what I was gonna do with that degree, but I was like, it's time that I really focus on my education Mm -hmm. um, because I needed to get really, really serious about a career. Now, I had some spectacular jobs, along the way, because of all of the knowledge that I had, um, along the way from being CNA, GNA, referral coordinator, credentialing, so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, I was a a career services director at several, um, post-secondary education schools for many years. So, you know, those salaries weren't too shabby. Yeah. Um, but, That was just for me taking the initiative of learning things. I mean, I had a degree. I had an undergrad degree. And I think for my first um, position, I didn't have a degree. Um, But I just wanted to, I just had a thirst for knowledge. So it was no one telling me anything. It was just me knowing that I needed to do better. And in combination with that, I got passed over early on for a lot of positions that I knew that I had the experience or the actually the knowledge, but I just didn't have the degree that go along with that knowledge. Mm. Okay. So you went out and you got it. Uh, yeah. I had to go out and get that piece of paper because it that really, I think that really fueled my fire is seeing people that I thought were, I'm going to say they were idiots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get, get, you can get. speak freely here. Okay. <laughs> they were really stupid and they got the position and I didn't. And I knew that I worked a lot harder and I knew a lot more um, than they did and just because they had that piece of paper and, and they had that intuitiveness at that time and I didn't. Yeah. And so they got a position to make more money than I did. Yeah, like that's that's right up there with, with unions. Now
0: I'm not, I'm not knocking unions, you know, cause they got to fight for the people. But like when things happen and I say this, cause I was on the other side of a union. So I was on the management side and so upper management decided to downsize. And so we had to cut people's jobs and, you know, when you have to cut the jobs based on on seniority, I was like, but I'm cutting people who are better employees, you know, but so-and-so has to stay here just because they work here longer. Like, this one can dance circles around that one. Right. You know what I mean? So, so it just just sucks when there's little things that get in the way like that. If you have the knowledge, the drive, and the willingness yeah. to learn, you know, yeah. like, you're going to let that one thing... I mean, unless it's a job that you absolutely have to have one in. You, you know, like, if you're going to be a brain surgeon, obviously, you, you know, you need the credentials right. for, for that. But I, I was working with, with a guy... The guy I mentioned at the top of the show, the one who just finished my, my program, he was saying he wants to help people, and you know, become their authentic selves. He's like, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not a life coach. I'm not. I said, whoa, 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 whoa! I said, stop, stop clipping your wings. Like you're clipping your own wings. <laughs> I'm like, you, you <laughs> can, you can be whoever you portray yourself to be, and as long as you're qualified to help someone else safely and ethically, you can position yourself any way you want to. Right. <laughs> you know, you show up with authority, people will follow your follow your lead if they find value in whatever it is you're doing.
1: That's right. That, that's that's so true. Yeah, and it, and it's sad that it is like that, you know. Because um, yeah, I was running circles around most of the people that I that I work with, but I was being passed over just because of that.
0: Yep. Yeah, like similarly, like I became a, a restaurant general manager at the age of 19. And there were so many people older than me that weren't happy about that, but they couldn't do what I could do, you wow. know? And, and the managers so, saw that, they're like, listen, <laughs> you know, this guy's nothing. Guy, like, I've been here for eight years and I've been to culinary school and I this and I that. Like and you put in this punk kid <laughs> as the general manager. But like I said, I get dance circles around all of them. <laughs> so, you know, just sometimes you just gotta put yourself in in a undeniable position and that's what I tell people like if, if you position yourself as the obvious choice you know that's that's the best thing you can do for yourself. That's right. You know?
1: All right so take me through how you met met your hubby. Wow oh, man so it, it's so funny that we actually okay so our first encounter was when my oldest son um I enrolled my oldest son in his childcare center. One of okay. his childcare centers. But we didn't like like meet as in date then, so that was uh, over. T- was that twenty years ago? So that was our like first encounter. Okay. Um, but we actually met. It's been twelve years now. I think 11, 12 years now. We met in a bar. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm just laughing at the way you said it.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> There's a lot of people like a bar. Like, who wants to be picked up in a bar? You went to a bar and meet a guy. So. It's better than saying Tinder. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs>
1: Fortunately, I've never had, um, I don't know, the pleasure or maybe not. I don't know, of going on those dating sites. I haven't I, been on any of them. But I did a favor for my best friend and her, um, at that time, her husband. They needed someone to watch their son. And I think I was on break um, at grad school. And so they were leaving out early, early, so early in the morning. I think I had to be at their at their house at like four or five in the morning or something like Ooh. that. Yeah, so I just rolled out of bed. It was like, a woo. I rolled out of bed, <laughs> leggings and T-shirt. My hair was... Uh, all over my head. <laughs> and I just drove on over to their house and went to sleep on their couch. <coughs> Excuse me. Went to sleep on their couch. And I think one of them got home in the afternoon. So they got home a little kind of early. But in the meantime, one of my former um, co workers called me up and was like, hey, what you doing? You want to catch up? And I was like, sure. So we met at this bar. So when he told me where we were going to meet, I was like, "Okay, who's going to be there?" <clears throat> He's like, "Oh, no one. It's you know, it's a small place. Um, it's it's nice." I was like, "I'm like, okay." I said, "I look a mess." Are <laughs> you sure? He's like, "No, no one's going to be there." I'm like, "Okay." I said, "I have to get my my nails done and I have to get my feet done." And see. I didn't say anything about my hair. It's just all over the place. <laughs> So I was like, all right, I'll be there. at I don't know what time I showed up, but um, we met. He was right. There was no one there. It was a nice little afternoon, nice outside and everything. And so we sat there, we were talking, catching up with each other. And I was like, you know, I'm in school, everything's going great. I said, I got fired from my job. I was so happy. Okay. (laughs) It was a lot (laughs) of stress off of me. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was running the the department that I was in and I was going in grad school at the time and I was like so stressed out. And so we were just chit-chatting. The next thing I know, I look behind me and I see all of these guys come through the door. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, dude, are you serious? (laughs) what the heck? I'm like, come on, man. Did you really do this to me? Because he knew I was actually in a relationship. I was dating this guy that the relationship was over. Yeah. So I told everybody, okay, I'm I'm dating school. I'm dating Lincoln <laughs> University. That's who my boyfriend is. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm here now. It's like, like I'm going to get up and leave. I'm like, I'm not that girl that is ashamed to go out looking a hot mess now if I know I'm going somewhere I'm, I'm did, did, but <laughs> so, um, you know, the guys start coming over there talking, they're talking to him because he knows a few of them and everything, and so I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna roll with it. So um, two of them, no, one of them. A couple of them you know they're speaking and everything and i'm like are they blind or they just don't give a damn (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so and at this time i am going through i I don't know what kind of change of life this was for me acne the first time in my life um so i'm reaching like 40 Mm -hmm. and i have acne all over my face and i had no makeup on nothing and it was like oh my gosh and so this guy started talking and i so i asked my friend i was like do you know this one looks really familiar and again i knew him from like 20 years before yeah and so we start we start talking and i'm like hey sam was he married and yes he, he said no i'm separated and i'm like oh, okay whatever and so then he's like no really and then so he gave me his card. It was like him and someone else gave me the card, and it was, took me a week to give him a call because I was busy. So I was in school. I was still in school. So I had some work to finish up that week. I think we were doing finals that week. And so once I finished my last exam, I, I called him. And I'm like, hey, you know, this is the girl from the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that cracks you up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, um, no. First, I researched him first. I researched him and um, they got other guy, and um, I was like, okay. So I chose one, um, and, and it was because of what I saw. So in my husband, I saw that he was out with his his oldest son, and they were. I think they were at a tailgate. They were tailgating. And um, I was like, oh, this is nice. I like that. So he spends time with his kids and things like that. So that's what it really attracted me to. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go for it. And the pickup line with the other guy was like, mm, I don't like that. <clears throat> so we're not going to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Guys do say some stupid stuff. Yes. yes. <laughs> It made me. Th- it made me feel like I was a prostitute. So I'm like, mm, we're not gonna go there. <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my first impression.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so um, when when we spoke, um, we uh, we he, he said, "Hey, Joe. What's
0: what's the your name?
2: Uh, the bank on yourself revolution.
0: Oops, wrong one. <laughs> All right, bank on yourself revolution.
2: By Pamela Yellen. Yeah, I think the book is on um, Kindle for like $12. But if you reach out, I'll send you a free copy of that book.
0: Nice. All right, f- spell her last name for me.
2: Uh, Yellen. Y-E-L-L-E-N. Pamela yeah. Yellen. Okay. And up, up here on the screen. Bank on Yourself Revolution, Pamela. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. All
0: right. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So, so now, so for someone... Who got hit hard during during the pandemic? I mean, yeah. I know it's, t- it's technically still going on. Yeah, yeah. But and they're kind of leery about about investing. How how do you ease their ease their concerns?
2: Yeah, definitely. So, um, um, a couple of things, you know. So, like, if we we're, you know, so many ways to address this, you know, I would hmm. first want to like recommend some advice with some 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 things. is some general tips for people to kind of get out of some financial hardship is number one, know your numbers, like know exactly how much you have, how much you want to have, how much, like all these different metrics in your life, financial metrics, like really, really drill down on them and practice. Like you're not gonna do this perfectly the first time, uh, but you should still try. A lot of people also don't do this because they don't know how to do like financial projections. It sounds intimidating, but really um, there are ways that you could do it on a a very basic level. And then number two is hire somebody who, who does this. Say like work with somebody who's a mentor, a coach, a financial coach, who can mentor you to get to financial success who will help you set up these trackers and help you really accomplish your financial goals and then number three which i think should come before number two and that is know your goals like know your objectives like know where you want to go and really use money as a tool to get to certain things i don't think money sh- itself should be a tool really it should be used like for example like um like you know let's say your goal is to have a million dollars in retirement well it's more than that. It's to have a million dollars in retirement so that way you can live off of, you know, fifty thousand dollars a year in passive income without having to work. And then why? So that way you could travel the whole world. So now your goal is what what will it take for you to travel the world in retirement? You know, so you kind of want to keep going with certain things. Like, you know, a lot of people just stop at like my goal is a hundred thousand dollars a year, my goal is a hundred thousand dollars a month, but like What's, what's gonna happen with that money what are you gonna spend it on what are you gonna invest it in what's gonna really happen and then think about those things that like keep going like I think there should there's you know i was reading a book and it said there should at least be seven why's to something like like you ask somebody a question and they whatever they say you say you know why and then that should happen seven times because the seventh I don't know why but the seventh why is that's the one that you really want to do that's like the bullseye the seventh one the seventh reason you give, that is the target. That's the bullseye. And that's the, that's your actual goal.
0: Yeah. And that's true in fitness as well. Like someone comes to me and says, I want to lose 50 pounds. I'm like, why, (laughs) you know, and usually you get the, I I call them the BS answers in the beginning. It's like, Oh, well, because, you know, pick a, pick a reason. I just want to be healthier. You know, like that's what I hear all the time. I just want to be healthier. Like, okay, you can't measure that. It's like, why, and as well, you know, my clothes are getting are getting too tight. Okay, and yeah. why, why does that bother you? And then you get down the line, it's like you know, my husband and I aren't as intimate as we used to be. It's like there it is. Yeah,
2: you know, yeah. So like, you that's want to...
0: that's the reason why you actually called me.
2: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, then and then you connect everything now towards that. So let's work out so that way you can be more intimate with your spouse. Let's do let's yes. do right so that way you can be more intimate with yourself. So everything revolves around that. I love that. Yep.
0: Yes. Yeah. And and I tell people to. To make it bigger than yourself. Yes. Yeah. And and again, people who watch this show on the regular, I say that all the time. Like no matter what you're dealing with, make it bigger than yourself. And like, as you were saying, you know, you want to make a million dollars. Why? It's yeah, like, yeah. What are you going to do with this? Like, do you want to give back to the community? Do you want to start a nonprofit? You know, Or do you just want to just be... I, mean, I hate to say it this way but some people just want to be selfish that's fine too but, yeah. but but just whatever your motives are if it's bigger than just i want to make x amount to make x amount then it's very easy to fall back yeah you know so again using weight, weight loss at, as an example it's like remember what you were saying to me about you and your husband it's like aren't you tired of feeling like that? you know yeah then get your ass back to the gym (laughs) you know so it's like like you got to circle back to that bigger picture
2: absolutely yeah
0: yeah so all right so what types of people do you work do you work with like do you like do you do work with corporations do you work with individuals Do you do groups
2: Yeah. So both mostly individuals, even, even when I, when I work with corporations, it's on an individual level. So it's small businesses, small business owners, and we're directly involved with the, with the people. So I'm more concerned about working with the people. I don't have like, you know, for example, like you have to make at least a hundred thousand dollars a year to get on my calendar. Um, I work with anybody who wants to, to, to find financial freedom in their life. Somebody who really wants to step outside of the rules of making money and earning money and really wants to put things in their own perspective. In their own lens, kind of. That's what. That's who I want to work with. Um, Somebody who's pretty much, you know, out of college, or you know, any any range from out of college to retiring. You know, any kind of in in that range, I can help clients in all fifty states. We could meet over Zoom, over video Zoom, or over the phone. And yeah, and I'd definitely love to talk to you and help you kind of understand your financial goals, what you want to accomplish. And I take a definitely I take a, a like a unbiased approach. So if somebody wants to whatever their goals are, I help them achieve their their, their their goals regardless of my goals. So I put the client's goals first and then really drill down and we okay. figure out metrics to see if it's actually working. Like are we actually like for example, in your world, like if a client hires you to help them like lose weight, let's just say you know they want to lose 20 pounds and you know two months have gone by and they haven't lost a pound. They're going to look at you and say, like, this isn't really working. This program, mm. this coaching isn't really working. You know what I mean? So, you're going to make it your job to make sure they're going to lose weight. So, that way, you know, like, so same thing in our situation. Like, if somebody's like, hey, you know, I want to get out of debt, and two months goes by and their debt is even climbing, they're going to look at it and say, like, this doesn't even work. Like, this is all BS. This program mm. doesn't even work.
0: <laughs> so, so true. So, I had I had some I, I knew I should I should have wrote it down because I lost my train of thought. Oh, that's what it was for the people watching live. If you have any questions, type them down in the comments and we'll we'll pull them up live. So if you're watching on the audio later, then just uh you can e- email me or Sarah, if you want to give your your email.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, should I just type type in the chat?
0: Yeah, just tell just tell me and I'll put it on the screen. Oh yeah,
2: sure. So you can go to the website. It's fin. Asset protection.com f I n asset A-S-S-E-T, protection.com
0: okay there we go. All
2: right. Yeah, perfect. And then from the link there, you could schedule an appointment. You could connect with me on LinkedIn. You could check out the podcast. You could do everything from this from this link.
0: Okay, perfect. Yeah, because uh so we got we got a bunch of people watching, so said if anyone has questions, feel free to fire away and we'll and we'll ask. So all right. So what's next for you?
2: Yeah. Next for me is I want to help as many people as possible. I also want to start a not-for-profit organization that helps people in all 50 states completely for free, no charge at all, oh, wow. getting out of debt and helping with any really financial financial problems, whether it's bankruptcy, foreclosure, they have too much debt. I, I want to start a national uh, not-for-profit agency that completely for free for people and takes it very seriously so it's not just like a free 15 minute call but it's a free program that you could do in any situation you're in completely for free our only source of revenue will be just through donations that's it um either from the people who are helping or from people outside of it so you know somebody who has nothing to do with the organization just wants to contribute to it because they think it's a good idea that's my next big step i have no idea how to do that i don't know how to start a <laughs> national not-for-profit agency but that's that's what i have next
0: I I absolutely love love that. That brings me back to when I started my gym. Yeah. Like I, I took I took my notebook and I sketched out how I wanted it to look. Yeah. And again, had bad credit, I had no savings. Right, <laughs> yeah. I'm a college dropout. So I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna make this happen. I'm like, but it's gonna happen. I remember my mother even asking me, like, how are you going to do this? I, said, I have no clue. I said, yeah. I just know that I'm good at connecting with people. Yes, yeah. I said, so I'm just going to focus on that. <laughs> and then we'll just see how it unfolds. And then I ended up getting enough clients to where we, we were able to to get it going. But that's why in the beginning, when I do my teachable moments, it's usually around taking action. Like at my, for my show on Friday, it was just get started. Mm-hmm. Like That's what the teachable moment was like. If you have something on the tip of your tongue that you want to do, just get the process started, and then you'll be surprised. You'll start seeing those opportunities because, like, once you get your head out of the the sea of doubt, then you'll be able to see the opportunities ahead ahead of you. And you know, for the people people listening now, this is an opportunity. Connecting with this man is an opportunity, <laughs> right? It's right here. It's in front of you. If you're struggling with any type of money issues, the solution is right here for you on the screen okay go to finassetprotection.com and connect with, with him all right so in your initial consult, consultation so i know i know you said you're doing you doing do, do you do anything else
2: yeah so i do also real estate investing so for example like um there's a couple of different ways that people can invest in real estate one way is actively and the other way is passively so active real estate investing is where like you go out you find the properties, you assess everything, you hire the contractors, you talk to tenants, you're doing all, you're actively involved in the business, you're doing all the work. And the other type is passive. Passive is, is really, it's a it's a really unique way of investing in real estate. It's where, for example, you're a busy professional, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a school teacher, whatever the case is, and you want to be involved in real estate, but you don't have the time to do it, nor do you have the expertise to do it. You don't know how mm-hmm. to do it. But you would just invest in somebody's fund or somebody else's project as a partner in a deal. So, for example, like when you see a oh, like a 100-unit building, for example, that's like 10 million dollars. It's not just like one person usually that owns it. It's usually like a hundred people who got together and partnered and bought that mm-hmm. property. And there's usually like a general partner or a leader of the of that organization who who leads the whole project. And then everybody else just invests as a, as a limited partner. You're limited in the sense of what you could do. You're just you're just involved in funding the uh, partially funding the project. So um, that's something that I'm an advocate of. I'm in the process of doing that myself, of being a limited partner in real estate deals. And that's something I can help clients, too. We actually we figure this out from the financial analysis is that, you know, if we, we would look at that, if that's something they're interested in, if it's something they're open to, we could definitely connect them with, you know, numerous different general partners who do real estate, what's called real estate syndication. That's where you partner with real estate deals. You know, numerous of those of, of those people. Uh, so this way, you can kind of evaluate them and pick the best ones you want, ones that you really connect with. It's it's all about the people you're working with. It's about connecting with the people, not so much about the property, not so much about the property type or you know any of those uh, tangible things, but really about the actual person you're dealing with. So, uh, so definitely, if you wanna, if you're interested in doing passive real estate investing where like you wanna just invest in real estate, not do any work at all, and get monthly distributions from deals, you can also reach out to us at finassetprotection.com and schedule a call with us, and I'll help you walk through that process to see if it's a good fit for you.
0: Did I, did I I spelled that wrong
2: Oh yeah, it's a fin asset Yeah, I didn't even notice
0: that <laughs> Yeah, I, I just caught that <laughs> I just Caught that now Got an extra, extra S in there There we go Asset.com. All right, good stuff Good stuff. All right, so Typically how long I mean, I, I know it, it depends on People's, people's yeah. uh, Financial situation, but like how long can people start noticing results when they work with
2: you? Oh, uh, It depends. It really depends. I, I'd say from my experience, the shortest period of time where somebody saw some positive feedback or positive results, uh, maybe almost instantly, like maybe a week after implementing two weeks later, like there was just one thing they needed to do and we helped them. We, we went through every, all their, their, their analysis and we figured out like you, all you have to do is just one move. Like for example, like, if somebody's in a situation where it's a it's an urgent situation like do i sell stocks do i take out a mortgage do i take out a lot of credit do i leverage you know different types of vehicles you know that's something we possibly we could figure out in a, in a very short period of time and then the longest really is you know somebody who wants to plan somebody who wants to save for retirement so you know i guess it's it's, it's hard to to measure that it's hard to say like if somebody's 40 years old for example 40 and then we start to plan for retirement at age 70 technically after you know they fund the solution they start they fund the 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 policy then it's working for them right because they're on track now uh and the other way to look at it we'd have to wait until age 70 right so it's kind of it's kind of hard to measure but yeah i would i would say somebody could see different results as soon as they get on the analysis call with us and then all the way to maybe a few years until things are you know in working in your favor so um it's definitely a long-term solution it's a this is we want to understand your goals long term it's not meant to like how do we flip, you know, money tomorrow? Well, cause we're not going to be able to do so. You know, yeah. we, it's more of a long-term solution. It's a, it's a long-term relationship as well. When we complete the, the solution, it's not, it doesn't just end there. We have six month reviews. Every six months we have reviews with their children, grandchildren, business partners. So it's a, definitely, it's a, it's a, it's a long-term relationship. We also connect with their accountants, their lawyers, other professionals involved in their life and really work with them throughout the process. We're more of coaches and and helpers rather than just, you know, financial advisors. It's more of a, it's more of a a long-term coaching program.
0: So you're taking the generational approach. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. ah, I love, I love that. That's awesome. That's really awesome. All right. So, so do you work so solo or do do you have a team?
2: Yeah, I, I, I I do ever I do more the client meetings. I also have two assistants. Who help me with like appointments help me with other things other administrative work but yeah it's it's just me right now and uh we're have i have a mentor also helps me with cases so yeah it's definitely super busy and it can get hectic at times but i also you know i do a lot of checklists as you can see right here and <laughs> <laughs> i i have a lot of different um organizational patterns to keep things you know keep things tight and to keep things consistent
0: Okay. Yeah. I was, I was just asking, cause that's a lo- lofty goal to build that, that nonprofit you want. You're going to need, you're going to need a crew.
2: Yeah. I'm going to need, yeah, I'm going to need a crew. I'm going to need an accountant that knows how to structure those not for profits. I'm going to need, you know, uh, yeah, it's probably, it's going to be a big operation. You know, it's probably, I need to start off with maybe 20 people. I need an office mm. somewhere. I need, you know, all these different parts, moving parts that'll happen, you know, happens. So I think it'll happen slowly. Uh, but, um, I, I think that there's definitely ways to do things in, in smaller steps mm. than to do it all at once. And the smaller oh, yeah. steps are actually more, it's it's more productive to do things in smaller steps than it is to try to do everything overnight in one huge, massive step. But yeah, definitely. I think that, um, you know, it's, it's definitely doable with the right project management techniques and mm. um, organizational techniques, using a calendar, using checklists, helping asking people for help, you know, documenting things. There's a lot of tools and ways and methods of being able to do things in um to almost duplicate yourself. Like, think about it this way. Like how does somebody, for example, let's just say somebody owns 100 McDonald's locations, like one person, one guy owns a hundred McDonald's locations, you know, in different states, and different cities, like that person probably has systems and methods of ways of keeping track of everything without, without having to be at a hundred places at the same time. Yeah,
0: true. Um, yeah, probably have like re- regional managers and stuff, yeah. stuff of that of that yeah. nature. Yes, but the one thing that you said there that I wanted to highlight was, uh, and I lost it. <laughs> yeah. I got to see. I got to get back to writing stuff stuff down. You had said. um all right, let me move on. <laughs> so, if it comes back, let me yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, if it comes, if it comes back, over. Yeah, See, and that—that's why I'm constantly writing writing stuff down because yeah. I lose stuff. But I was yes. like, nah, i will re—I'll remember that. But I lost it. <laughs> so, so anyway, so getting back to the nonprofit. So now I'm assuming you're gonna start local in Illinois.
2: So no, actually no, uh, because right now I'm doing everything virtually. So I'm doing everything right oh, now in, right. in all 50 States. I have clients in California in Washington, in Florida, you know, all over the country. So yeah, I, I'm going to do the not-for-profit. I'm going to start off doing it virtually and remotely, you know, okay. like in, in all 50 States, maybe even, you know, depending on licensing and things like that, maybe even in Canada too. So like all over the, all over North America, and then we could probably spread to other countries. I want to be like a, like an international center point for, for people who have financial problems don't have the money to pay for financial advice, uh, but could still leverage professional help uh, for free, you know. Um, and then our only source of uh, financing would be through donations and maybe even some government grants. I don't know how government grants work, but maybe through mm. that, that method.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if properly positioned, yes, you're gonna get some some good good donations for, for that, and you'll get you'll get media coverage as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, people who donate typically get tax breaks. They get tax deductions when they donate to not-for-profit organizations. So somebody who's a, a wealthy business owner could, you know, save on taxes while contributing to a good cause.
0: Yes. All right. So what would you say say to someone? I, I, know, I know I sort of asked you this earlier, but to, for someone, if they're just in dire straits right now, like what's the best way for them to get started?
2: Yeah, best way, number one way is just schedule a free call with somebody. Uh, that's the best way. Like Number one, just schedule a free call. It doesn't have to be with me. It could be with anybody. Just go out there and talk to somebody. That's, I think, number one for any situation in life is just to talk to somebody uh, about your problem. Somebody who has competency and is familiar with your problem, who's worked with other people who have similar problems, who's even had similar problems to yourself. I'll go out there and just t- do like a free 15-minute call. Don't even think about it. Just schedule a free 15-minute call with us or somebody else. Get on the phone with them and just talk about some of your problem and see if that person is a good fit. If they're actually listening to you and if they could potentially help you, I wouldn't pay for any initial advice right away. Just do a free call somewhere. Uh, learn about that person. Have them learn about you and see if it's a good fit to proceed. But, yeah, definitely that's the easiest thing you can do. Just pick up the phone and call somebody or schedule a call with somebody.
0: Yes, and, again, you said you said the key, the key word there. Find someone who knows about the topic you're going through. Yes, yes. Because too many times we find other people who are struggling with what we're struggling with. And then people play to, oh, I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> you know, like I can never understand that mentality. Is all right, so I'm struggling, so I'm happy that they're struggling too.
2: Yeah, you, you, that's <laughs> the thing too is you never want to complain who, to people who can't help you. You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't really um, – yeah, there are good friends out there who listen to you, but at the same time, really, like nobody could really help you unless, like, number one, you could help yourself, and then number two, from a professional standpoint, you need you need you do need it sometimes in like professional help. So, yeah, I would only you know complain to people who could who are in a, in a position to actually help you.
0: Yes, yeah, just find the people that have the have the success that you're looking for. Like I see it in fitness all the yeah. time. Yep. One of one of my clients, she's a little over fifty, and she said one of her friends told her. That, you know, you're wasting your time trying to be skinny. You're over 50. It's never going to happen. Just accept it. And my first question to her, I was like, is she healthy? And she's like, she's like, no. I said, see, then don't don't take that to heart. (laughs) You know, it's it's like you you can't you can't let that, that offend you if it's coming from someone who's not fit. 'Cause someone who was fit and they're over fifty, they can give you the blueprint to what they did. Now, I realize everyone's body types and metabolisms are different. But she she can he or she can at least put you on on a path to get you where you wanna be versus listening to the person that's let themselves go and so they're trying to bring you where they are instead of the other way around. You know, so yeah, the being so goes right. here.
2: You're one hundred percent right, exactly. Yeah, you and, and people take advice from people who haven't done the things that they want to do, like as if they're, you know, I don't know what it is. But I think when you trust people, it kind of alters the way you think about their advice. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I agree 100 percent. You go out there, get professional help, work with, work with professionals who are in the industry that you're having a problem with, whether it's financial, whether it's health, whether it's mental, you know, whatever the situation is, is go out there and talk to people for free typically um and just do it over the phone you don't have to drive anywhere and then just talk to somebody who can help you
0: so what's the number one thing you help people with
2: financial um certainties financial clarity i help them get a financial picture of what they want to do that's the number one thing i do
0: all right so so dive a little deeper
2: into that okay uh all right so like the number one thing I do is I help people reach their financial goals. If somebody wants to get out of debt, I help them get out of debt. If somebody wants to build a business, I help them build a business. You know, if somebody wants to, so I, I take a, an approach and I ask the client, what is it that you want to accomplish? And I help them reach that. That's the number one thing I do.
0: Okay. So I'm going to ask this, that's cause I'm sure someone's going to yeah. think it. Right. So, yeah. so if someone's deep in debt, they may be afraid of making the the investment, help get out of debt so how do you help them see past that
2: yeah so it's it's, it always helps to identify what type of debt it is and 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 how much of it is and what their goals are for like for example like there's a distinction between good debt and bad debt, right? Yeah. Like good debt, it could be you know the, the, your mortgage or a line of credit against your home. That could be an example of a good debt because interest rates are so low. And there's typically a lot of flexibility with those types of loans. And they're typically long term, they're spread out over like 30 years. So the payments are going to re- be really small and then there's other and then there's bad debt which is like credit cards and you know car payments and things like that so really we want to understand what type of debt it is and then what their goals are like if somebody wants to be completely debt free like next year or if somebody wants to control some of their higher interest payments and get those out of the way but they're they're okay with the other types of debt so really it's it's a really it's a diagnosis process it's a way that we have to kind of take a step back from everything we know there really is no should like you should be in this situation i hate that word i hate when somebody Mm. says you know you're 40 years old you should be here you're 50 you should be here you're 60 you should be here those are all irrelevant what if you're 20 years old you want to be a multi-billionaire that's your decision that's what you want to do so that's what you should work towards you know what i mean we want we want to understand those things that people um want to get to and then we kind of we look at also what they're doing and what has worked for them too so like if somebody for example is 40 years old they make forty thousand dollars a year but they want to have a million dollars by next year like what else do you know what else do you do are you expecting it to inherit money are do you also are you building a, pro, a project or a business like what else are you doing that that will get you to your goal of having a million dollars next year those are the things we want we really want to understand okay so do you
0: help do you help people with um negotiation with creditors
2: yeah definitely yeah yeah for sure we do um we do ha- help with that um uh, negotiation, we, you know, I have a referral source to an attorney who only specializes in that, who re- reaches out to banks and, and makes deals with banks. So absolutely, yeah, we have numerous resources that can help people financially, almost in every single way through other referral partners we have, who are, who are knowledgeable of our concept and our theories, Uh, who could definitely help people uh, in, in many different financial ways.
0: I got to ask, how, how old are you?
2: <laughs> guess, guess how old I am.
0: Uh, i'd say no more I, i'd say like 28.
2: i um, uh actually 31.
0: 31 30 was was actually my first guess <laughs> but, then I was, but then i was like he actually doesn't doesn't look <laughs> so, oh, 30. Thank, thank you wow that's awesome you, you you have a really great grasp of this of this i mean obviously it's your business but but you're still but for just being so so young, you know, like you had a really really good grasp on this, and I'll definitely you know do my best to to fu- funnel some traffic your way.
2: Thank you. Because I think
0: you. what you're doing is great, and I think this is something that especially coming out of the pandemic that a lot of people are struggling struggling with.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
0: it's like I mean, th- it definitely hit hit me very hard when when the gyms were were shut down. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, I was able to to stay stay afloat with virtual classes and stuff, but. You know, it def- definitely took its toll, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that have as well. So, give us give us some final thoughts.
2: Yeah, final thoughts. Go out, talk to somebody, schedule an appointment with us, um, or reach out to other people who do what we do, similar things, financial coaching, financial planning. Um, you could reach out to us, and yeah, definitely, I'd, I'd love to work with you. I'd love to help you. I'd love to listen to what you want to do and to see if we're a good fit, to see if I could actually help you accomplish that. You know, so yeah, definitely.
0: All right, sounds good. Love it. So, thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks, and uh, sharing your knowledge, your expertise. Uh, I said I learned a lot sitting here, and uh, like like you said, we can go on and on about this. Yeah. So, if, if you wanna if you wanna come on, come on again. I mean, I'm, I'm booking into March now, I think. But uh, yeah, come on, and we can just pick a pick a topic and just hammer it out for the whole hour.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Well, you have yourself a great day. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna—I have some connections for for you too. I have some podcast friends that. Oh uh, yeah,
2: I would love that for sure. That
0: get on there with them. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. Thanks. See you later. All right. All right. So th- that was Sari. If you just tuned in late, talking about how to make your money work for you, and he's got a lot of great, great knowledge. Love what love what he's doing. He's got this big vision about getting a nonprofit into all fifty states. help people with financial literacy for free so that's awesome so you can get in touch with him with him here at FinAssetProtection.com. for those on the audio it's fin asset the way it sounds protection.com have a free consultation with them if you if you need any type of financial assistance because it doesn't hurt to chat so that's all i got for you i will be back with you tomorrow Because remember, I had to cancel yesterday's show, but I'm going to be speaking with her tomorrow. So thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. On Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind. And
1: and I had to figure that out. Mm. My, My purpose was to speak to those people that are those woe is me. Type of people. There's lessons to be learned if yes. you really read the book. There's lessons to be learned in the book. It's just that I pick myself up and I keep moving, and I yes. keep moving. And like everyone looks, people who know me, like I'm a loner as well. People who know me think that you know, it's like poof, you <laughs> have you have some dollars. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> don't work.
0: Yeah. It out. <laughs> that's like that. That's like when people tell me, to, "Oh, well, you're just naturally fit." Like naturally fit. Yeah. Like you know what I go through in the course the course of a week. <laughs> you know, and and I was I was overweight one time, and I and I vowed
1: <laughs> that it will never happen again. Same same here. <laughs> <You> um, <know? laughs> same here. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I, I, I have to work on it as well. Uh, yeah. it's, I'm just not naturally slim. I was yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's such an, it's such an insult. <laughs> you know, it's like, you think I just roll out of bed? And I'm all set to go. It's like, no, you got to be disciplined with your meals. You got to drink adequate water. That's you got to right. kick <laughs> ass in the gym. <laughs> you Look, know, you gotta gotta, have, be there's
1: another one over there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I got a 50 ounce bottle right here myself. <laughs> you know, that's so right. yeah, it's like people just bypass, you know, and that's why, that's why I like getting into the guest backstory. On, on these the shows because the first couple episodes I did, I did the you know the stereotypical here are some talking points and and then you know, I, I ended up spending an hour with, with, with the person not really knowing anything about them. So that's when I switched up how I do the show, I was like I wanna I wanna learn how you got to where where you got you know like why are you doing what you were doing, and so sharing sharing that stuff it just makes it more more relatable. And it helps me find parts in my own story that I can somewhat relate to what you're sharing, you know. Which in turn, if that's happening for me, then that's gonna happen for the people listening as well, right? <laughs> you know, so because you kind of, you kind of attract your your audience and people that have similar similar views, you know. So like, but by, by you going through and really talking about that dynamic, you know, between his, his, your husband's older daughter, well, your older daughter and the mom, you know? So it's like really, really getting those inner workings can help someone else who's going through that too. Be like, you know what? I'm dealing with that.
1: Yeah. That was a hard thing. But what I, what I learned from being in that situation, you know, like I said, it took me through a very dark time and, you know, I let my husband know what was going on, but what I really I I gained patience from that. And that was something that I didn't have. Yes. Um, I had to take myself out of the equation with that. Yeah. Um, I had to start looking at things differently. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't expect from my husband to, like, choose sides because that, yeah. that's his daughter. That's his flesh and blood. Exactly. And I had to be understanding because I was a parent. Yeah those people who come into that whole now blended situation and they're not and they don't have children um it may be a little difficult for you to understand that yeah because and it may not for some of taking yourself out of that equation when you have that ex-wife or that baby mama talking (laughs) about you. talking about you to the kids and the kids now don't like you or the kids come in and they don't like you and you're telling your spouse and you're expecting him or her to choose your side yeah but you gotta remember those are his kids or her kids so it's hard to choose a, a side but as long as the two of you have that communication and it's good communication, and they understand that you are hurting inside, and they're not ignoring you, your relationships just still keep growing and, and thriving. And hopefully that parent of those, your spouse, is trying to massage the relationship with the, the other, the ex and the children to make everything better. And hopefully over time, things will get better Yeah, because it's very difficult. It's extremely difficult right. when you just have to sit there and you, you know, you almost have to, to take it, you know, because I couldn't lash out. You know, I had someone coming in my house that wasn't even speaking to me. And I'm like, look, I ain't never had this happen before. Yeah. People, people don't disrespect me. I don't like that. Yeah. That's not how I get down. <laughs> that's well, that that, that military upbringing. That's right. You <laughs> yeah. come into my house, you speak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my dad was a uh, marine, who's a Vietnam vet. So like, saying that we had that tough, that that respect that was drilled, that was drilled mm-hmm. into us, <laughs> drilled in. Just the way you said it, I was like, that's military right that's there. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh man! Wow, that hour flew by. <laughs> boy, oh boy. All right, so I have your I have your website up here. Talk to, okay. to Nicole. How, how else can people get in contact with you?
1: Um, they can email me Nicole at Nicole dot com. I I also have mm. um another uh, circle that I'm I'm working with, which is I'm the founder now of Savvy Sister Society. Okay. Uh, And that's all about the empowerment of women. Savvy Sister Society. Yes. It's on Instagram. I'm on Instagram.
0: Okay. So we'll we'll just spell it out for the people that's going to hear it on the audio. So it's S-A-A-V-Y Sister, S-I-S-T-E-R, Society, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. That's right. All right. So Awesome. So give give us a, a quick final word, and then I just just realized I have physical therapy in like five minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you you have to massage um, that whole blended family relationship. Um, if you are blessed enough or fortunate enough to come in and everything is going perfect and it goes perfect all the way through, you know, kudos to you. You are the fortunate <laughs> one. You are like the unicorns. Um, but if you are not that fortunate um i would definitely seek therapy i would suggest highly recommend that so you can have an outside neutral person to talk to and you know give you some suggestions feedback um if you like you can always contact me um and you could have someone who has been there done it and survived it because i would say everything is going um, a-okay and my family had the oldest one. I get married um, this past Sunday in Maryland. Oh, nice. It's a beautiful wedding.